and coming to you from the CBS Community Kailo Summers in Philadelphia. We're beginning our new Derech Hashem week and continuing in Derech Hashem, we are in Chelik Alf Perik Hey Simon Beis Alef Hey Beis Ahav, a beautiful place to begin a beautiful new week, a beautiful year in the week of Parsha Shemayis. We begin Shavivim, Shavivim this morning. We've been Shavivim this week, Shavivim big time, time of Tikkunim, time of Aliyah, time of growth, and a time of Ahav of love. Hashem's love of Klaiswa begins with this week's parasha. So Aleph Hey Vez. Aleph Chelik Hey the Perik Vez the paragraph that gives us Ohav. We should be Zaych to feel much of Hashem's love and much of Hashem's muchness. And good morning, Shlomo. Good morning to you. Shlomo looks like he's dressed for frostiness over there. There we have him. Okay, Frosty the Snowman. Good morning, Shlomo. Let's continue. Aleph Hey Vez. So we taught that we're in Vez. Last week we had Aleph. Simon Aleph was about. The different uh, aspects of creation, physical and spiritual. We see things are indeed much more complicated than we take for granted. What we know, the, the, the lower world, we know the world of Gashmias is, is certainly a complicated world. And the Ramachalmik wants to make it clear, and we're going to see this in this morning's paragraph as well, that the world of Ruchni is also a complicated place. Ruchnius is a complicated place to, you know, um, our um, general, you know, ignorance. You know, we're not aware of this and lack of cognizance, but it is a complicated place. And in the realm of the um, physical, we broke it down, different levels of the physical uh, uh, realm, different levels of spiritual. And now the Ramchal is going to get a little bit more into the relationship of the Gashmi and the Ruchni, how the two realms relate to one another and how they work with one another. So this is, that's base. Hanavroim HaGashmi Midum Hematzleinu. Says the Ramchal right off the bat, when we're talking about the realm of the physical, that's known to us. It's something that's known. It's known. We're aware of it. We know what, what the score is down here. And the laws, the rules, the principles that govern the physical world, the natural laws, you know, in a general sense, the general laws that, that, that go into nature and physics and all that are well known. It's interesting, he says, and the implication is, like this is what's known to us, it's what's revealed to us. And there's limits to our understanding. It's not the main focus of the Ramchal's paragraph over here, but it's a very Shayna Deek over here that... Um, that um, there are there are built-in limits to our understanding, even within the realm of Gashmias, and you know we're never really going to be able to quite penetrate to the very 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 core and the bottom line of how or the fundamental nature of reality is, because there comes a point where it transfers over from our understanding to Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Geshef, Hashem's business, who is constantly renewing the Bria, constantly maintaining the Bria, constantly running the Bria, even the physical one. But the general principles we know, and the general generalities we, 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 we are aware of, are Mephursam, and that's what's given to our knowledge. Again, it's, it's, it's implicit here in the Ramchal that there are limits to human understanding, even in the realm of the physical. It's good to know, and, and there's certainly, you know, uh, with all the discoveries and breakthroughs that we have... Uh, in, uh, 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 you know, in, in um, our day and age, which is built off of the breakthroughs and discoveries, which, you know, were made at breakneck pace the last uh, 130, 140 years or so. 
Um, there's, you know, as they discover, they, there's so much they you know, realize that there is yet to be discovered and yet to be uncovered and unknown, even in the basics of physical reality. Particle physics and things like that. Um, biology, so many mysteries. As, as, as much as they know, there's so much they don't know. And the Ramachal is telling us that, yeah, what we know is the klolim, the, the, the generalities that's given to us, and that's before some... So we have a general good awareness, A, he said two things, of everything that is here in this world, and B, how it functions and operates, the laws, how this world works, the laws of physics, the laws of nature, the laws of, of the, the basic laws of um, motion and, and, and particles and all that. We know the basics. Ach, haruchniyim yonam When it comes to ruchniyis, to all matters spiritual, as we discussed last time and last week in the last paragraph, everything that's above this realm, ruchnius, and there's malachim, there's kaiches. In sharp contrast to our understanding of what's going on down here, that it's difficult for us to visualize it, to conceptualize, and imagine what that reality is like. Says the Ramchal flatly. The realm of the spiritual is outside of our conceptualization. We can't imagine it, we can't conceptualize it, and the reason is we have no frame of reference for it. Our frame of reference is limited to the world of time, space, and matter. We're only able to comprehend things in terms of time, space, and matter, and it's physical time, physical space, physical matter. The realm of, of Ruchnius is above all that, outside of all that, beyond that, a different type of, 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 of existence. We can't really envision it. Therefore, when we discuss, we can only discuss in the terms, strict terms that have been handed over to us and nothing more. We can talk about it, discuss it, but in terms of trying to conceptualize, visualize, comprehend, we, we, we are limited. No, and it's not unlike we've given this muscle before. It's a very good muscle. You know, we can talk theoretically about four-dimensional space, five-dimensional space, and we know geometrically, mathematically, what four-dimensional space would, 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 how it would function, you know? One dimension is, you know, just a straight line. Two dimensions is you add a line at a right angle, so you have length and breadth, right? That's two dimensions, but there's no height. Three dimensions, we have height. Four dimensions, every dimension has a right angle to that dimension. So the fourth dimension is a new dimension comes out as a right angle to the dimensions of, with space, with length and height. Another dimension comes out at a right angle to that. Where is that? Any, anywhere, anywhere we try putting another right angle that's within the same three dimensions. Where are you putting that? And, you know, they, they talk about a, uh, something that's called a hypercube. A hypercube is a special cube that exists in four-dimensional space where in the same way we can extrapolate we, the properties of four dimensions from three dimensions, which is three dimensions from two dimensions, two dimensions from one dimension, right? A two-dimensional object is one in which um, what you took one dimension and that one dimension now becomes the borders for the two-dimensional um, two-dimensional um, construct. Three dimensions, when you take two-dimensional objects and use them to create the borders. So a, a, a cube is taking a lot of flat two-dimensional surfaces and constructing a cube out of that. So what's a fourth-dimensional object construct that is taking a cube and making what they call a hypercube? That's a cube. Very good. Now, I'll draw a hypercube here. I can draw it. I can draw it. 
A hypercube is when you take a. It's going to get a little bit of. It's going to be a little greasy. I have hand lotion on my hands. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Help slick pen. Is where you have a cube, and each side of the cube is bordered by another cube, and somehow they're all regular cubes, and they all touch each other, but they all border this cube in the middle. Now, it's impossible in three dimensions. It doesn't work, right? Called a tesseract or a hypercube. Um, but it looks like this. Okay, everyone see this? Uh, a cube has six faces. Uh, so you make another cube on each of the six faces, and that borders the cube in the middle. This is a four-dimensional cube. Now, but each of the six faces is bordered by a cube. They're all cubes. They're all only cubes. They all touch each other, and they all touch the cube in the middle. Now, it doesn't work, right? Because the way I drew it, look, these, aren't, these aren't cubes. These are like trapezoidal thingies, right? But in four-dimensional space, they're all cubes. And four-dimensional space allows me to rotate these cubes in such a way that all the cubes touch each other and all touch the inner cube. And so fourth dimension is called a hypercube. They're all really cubes. It doesn't make sense. You look at this picture. I didn't draw six cubes, right? Right. But in four-dimensional sense, space, it looks like six cubes. We, we can't visualize that. It doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't. The same way a two-dimensional object can't visualize taking, what you say, you're telling me you're going to take my entire universe and somehow you're going to make my universe touch, touch itself till you make something like, you're going to take six of those and put them all together doesn't work. They, they, don't, they don't go that way. There is no that way. A two-dimensional object can't visualize his universe being rotated and put at a right angle to his current universe because there's no dimension over there. So we can't visualize such a thing, right? You can't visualize four dimensions. Mathematically exists. This, that's, that's a tesseract. That's a hypercube there, Arthur. You got that? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and here's your slightly greasy pen. Pencil. Thank you. Um, but uh, it, it's mamish. This is the best way of understanding what the Ramchal is describing. That we, we just cannot visualize ruchnis. We have no frame of reference for it. the same way a flat inhabitant of a flat two-dimensional universe cannot visualize something of height. Height doesn't process. There is no such thing as height. It, it doesn't exist in his realm. He can't comprehend such a thing. There's no. This is the universe is right here. There's no. What what's height? This is. There's nothing above, there's nothing below. Those words don't mean anything to him. We can't comprehend something that comes out at a fourth dimension. It doesn't exist for us. Ruchnis also, we have no frame of reference for Ruchnis. We're limited by our frame of reference. So I'm saying we can't, don't bother. Don't even bother comprehending, uh, visualizing. Don't bother trying to conceptualize. It's all about, all about um, discussions, but not trying to imagine. Which is a bit of a ba'ya. Yeah, someone, you know, many of us are visual thinkers. Anyone here a visual thinker? There's visual thinkers and there's verbal thinkers, right? Visual thinkers when you try, to, you know, when you have a case in the Gemara, you try to envision everything. And or tactile kinesthetic. I was going to say tactile kinesthetic thinkers. Yes, that's also a problem because I guess you have to feel something. You have to, right? You're a tactile kinesthetic thinker. <laughs> okay, I guess it's all about how you identify, right? Okay. <laughs> Einstein was saying that you fold that time and space. You could fold it. You could fold it. Yeah, it warps. That's right. It warps. <laughs> correct. Correct. They've proven him right. They've proven him right. He's right. For a time machine. Um, yeah. For, for no, fold. Yeah, was. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So. So. But. But. But here. We're over here. Over here. And. Um, yeah, if you're a visual thinker, you have to sort of figure out how to deal with this because you can't really visualize. 
there's a uh, two reasons why the Ramchal is 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 making a point of stressing this that that the realm of the spiritual realm where the Malachim are the Kaiches which we're going to get to in a moment is is not something it's beyond our processing power because we have no frame of reference for it because outside of our limited existence he wants us a to understand that yeah, don't try to visualize it you know it's not something you can really envision but b the main point is what he just what he what he said what, what, where he went with that which is Critical to know that therefore our discussions of Ruchanis are limited to what has been given to us with Messiah. Meaning, it was revealed to Klai Yisrael Har Sinai how all this works, and all of Kabbalah ultimately goes back to what was revealed to Gans Klai Yisrael by Maivan Har Sinai, and then was transferred as a tradition. Ish, Mipi Ish, Rebbe Tatamid, Rebbe Tatamid, Rebbe Tatamid. There's no room really for us to innovate things over here. There's no room for us to come up with our, you know, novel approaches to understanding Ruchnius, novel approaches to Kabbalah. If it wasn't revealed to us, if it wasn't handed down to us, if it wasn't given to us, there's no room for someone to get up and say, well, I think it works this way. I believe it's like that. I came up with a new understanding. There's really no room for that because that's only when it's something that's given over to my own imagination and exploration and depiction but if it's not that means we're always bound and limited by the concepts the notions the definitions that have been given over to us that because that's the only thing that we have and that's what we have to work with so in this sense nister works a different works different than nigla learning torah that has to do with the concealed world with the upper realms with ruchnius is different than that It's not about innovation. Innovation only works when it's given to my own um, powers of, of, of comprehension as opposed to Ruchnius, which is not about my comprehension because I, I never really quite comprehended. It. It's about my embracing of the facts and defining them, understanding them well, sure, getting into the kishkos of those facts well, but not about me coming up with my own, like, a, like a, I'm mechadish things. There's no room for that. Everybody got that? And it's so important to know this, because this presents a, co- a corollary. Lamashal, Reb Chaim Salavechik and his generation, they had an innovative way, innovative way of, 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 of approaching Torah. Right? The, all the Lamdis that, 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 that from the wellsprings of the Lamdanim in the, the 1800s, in the early 1900s, that, that, that changed the, 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 the face of Klaison and, and, and uh, who knows, you know, gave us uh, uh, um, how to deal with the Haskalah and, and, and preserve Torah when it had to be transplanted to American Israel after the Holocaust, that Gishmak Alamdis, the Rib Shimons, the Naftalis, Rib Chaim, and all of that, that was, that was a, a new approach in Klai Sorry, right? This was, these, were, these were wellsprings of, and the, the, of, 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 of innovations. Were they authentic? Of course they're authentic. Because they're within the scope of Torah, they're being innovated by Tamil Chacham who had Shimush Tamil Chacham. Therefore, they knew the, the parameters of what's called an authentic Torah idea. And nevertheless, this is their chidushim, their personalized stamp on, on on the face of the Torah world within the parameters of what is called a, a, a bona fide authentic chidush. It's a chidush. This is what is going on in that time. In, in Europe, in the age of the, the Lamdanim. 
right? Which, which interestingly, I, I don't want to, we're drifting a lot this morning, but it's okay. There's neat things to talk about over here. Um, you know, the, the, um, there's a Zoyer that they like to quote that seems to say about that certain um, era in history, like the 1800s, mid, mid to late 1800s, that the wellsprings of, of knowledge are going to be opened up and there's going to be a burst, uh, the dam is going to burst with, with uh, Chachma revealed to the world. So, you know, th- this era of, you know, th- the approach of Lamdis in Kla Yisrael, which is, again, Chaim and Reb Shimon and uh, everyone else in that, in that day and age, um, does parallel the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, mechanization, automation, which leads to all the breakthroughs in, in the realm of, like we are talking about before, particle physics, it's the late 1800s, um, when the entire comprehension of, of the world changed. Um, so with or without the Zohar, you know, I don't, you know, whatever. I, apologies, everyone, for quoting the Zohar over here. <laughs> um, you see a strong parallel. You do see a strong parallel between the developments, breakthroughs, rapid fire breakthroughs, and just it approaches to understanding the world, basic thought, in the world of secular wisdom, in the world of Torah. And getting back to the world of Torah, this is innovation. This is innovation. Um, you know, the rugged shover took it even further. You know, the rugged shover, they struggled to understand this. Rugged shover, anyone ever studied what the, you know, the rugged shover wrote? I have a safer at home. I should check it out one time. He takes Reb Chaim, he takes it like to a, to a crazy degree. Reb Chaim's Chakir is, you, you break your hand Reb Chaim, you spend an hour in Reb Chaim, you can understand what Reb, what, what Reb Chaim was going on in his mind. The rugged shover takes these Chakiras that get it to, you know, is this, is this, is this how, is this has been in, in, um, in, 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 uh, a state of existence or an existence itself, Mamashi takes Chakiras and he goes, he goes, he pushes it way beyond where Chaim pushed it and he writes, he has and you know, if you spend a very, very long time, can appreciate, try to begin to appreciate what was going on in his mind. They're all innovative, novel ways of approaching Gemara, Rashi, Taisas, Rishayna. And it's all authentic. And this is what learning Nigla is about, about innovating, coming up with our own approach, our own understanding. Chakira uh, is, you know, is it a din in Malcolm, is it a din in Zman, etc. Innovation, novel ideas, novel approaches. That's Nigla. When it comes to Nister, when it comes to Kabbalah, when it comes to Torah's Nister, understanding what, what, what's going on behind the scenes. We're having this in Chagiga now also. Once again with Chagiga, when it, when it comes to understanding the Torah of the hidden world, the Torah of Ruchni, it's the Torah of Maisa Bereshis, Maisa Merkava, it's not about Chedushim, it's not about innovating, it's not about novel approaches, it's about understanding as best as I can what has been recorded for generations. Understanding that as best as I can. There's a fundamental difference in how one approaches Torah's Nigla and Torah's Nister, and the Ramchal basically alludes to this in half a sentence over here. We read it carefully. That's what the Ramchal is alluding to. The, the critical difference is, is it within our seichel or beyond our seichel? Is it within our comprehension or beyond our comprehension? Is something that we can wrap our heads around or not? If we can wrap our heads around it, shor shchita, even kadshim, even kadshim ultimately is dealing with things that are happening down here. If I can wrap my head around it, I have a frame of reference for it, then it's given to me to innovate, to be mechadish, to say novel ideas, novel approaches, novel interpretations. If it's beyond my frame of reference, not 
within the confines of my seichel to grasp, then all I can do is receive. If all I can do is receive, then no room for yichidushim, no room for, for innovating. It's all about being makabal. That's why we call it Kabbalah. That's why it's called Kabbalah. Kabbalah means just, you know, but that's it. There's no room for your innovation. There's no room for your chidushim. There is room for you to understand it as best you can to be makabal, make yourself a klikibal, but not to leave your own stamp to personalize it. And this is the final answer as well. You know, it was brought up a few times in the Chagigash here about all these guys that are learning Kabbalah. I'm not going to mention the attendant by name, but with someone who attends the Chagigash here, you know, about all these guys that learn Kabbalah, what do we do with them? And I said back, remember what I said back? What did I say back? They're not learning Kabbalah. They're not learning Kabbalah. Uh, we know they're not learning Kabbalah. Why, they, why do we know they're not learning Kabbalah? Because Kabbalah is not something that you can just kind of figure out. If, if it's about innovating, if it's about, um, you know, my approach, my ideas, then maybe you could have a person who is quite intelligent. Maybe, maybe, again, even this is stretching it, going out on a limb, because to understand anything until you really need Siyat Deshmaya. But, but so putting Siyat Deshmaya aside, if it was about my own comprehension, my own innovation, so maybe, you know, you have a person who's very intelligent, he can figure this stuff out on his own. But, but that's not what Kabbalah is about, being Makabal. Kabbalah is about working within the terms, the, 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 the definitions, and the limits that have been given to us. There's no room for me. No room for me. That means I have to make myself battle. I have to make myself a cliquey bull and find someone that can transfer that authentic knowledge into this klikibal. But if I'm not a real klikibal, and I didn't find someone that can give me the knowledge from that klikibal, so I'm not learning Kabbalah. What am I doing? You know, I'm, I'm giving someone a good parnasa, maybe, probably, you know, being mefarnas, people who, uh, you know, are making a lot of money off of me, people who are exploiting me, perhaps um, gaining infamy, yes, certainly. That's not Kabbalah. But anyway, so, so it's, it's so important, such a chash of a yesoid. And here the Remchal again just says it in a mere half a line. If we keep our eyes open, he said it right here that in the following words, The only recht, the only right and room that we have to talk about that realm of, of the, the, the hidden realm Torah Sanister Kabbalah is according to the Messiah should be Yodenu. So it has to be Messiah and has to be Biodenu. It has to be the authentic Messiah, it has to be Biodenu. Then we can discuss Kabbalah, we can learn Kabbalah. Otherwise, we can't, there's no room for Chidushim. Nigla is the opposite. Nigla is all about, you know, um, a good Kashan Rashi, a, 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 a Diuk, understanding a Gemara, taking apart a Gemara, understanding it. In its depths and, and 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 coming up with a with a mahalacha. This is what the Gemara seems to be saying. There's room for that, and and there's a there's a goal and an objective of that. Ruchni is the opposite. But let's go a little bit further, okay? So so we don't really have on our own comprehension the power to depict or envision this, or or um, to process this. But we have to work within what we were macabre in terms of the upper realms. One of the major klolem principles that we have received in the realm of Ruchnius is corresponding to everything that's in existence down here. Everything. Listen to what he says. 
in correlation and corresponding to everything that we find down here in the lowly world. There is matching up with and assigned to every item that's in creation down here, there's a koyach up there in Ruchnius. Remember, he told us last time that in the realm of Ruchnius, there's two distinct types of entities there's Malachim, angels, and koyches. Koyches, which means what does koyches mean? Koyches. Powers of power. Powers. That's right. Items that have power. Powers. Everything down here has a koyach. Everything. Everything. <clears throat> Animal, mineral, and vegetable. So there's a koyach that governs the tables. There's a koyach behind the trees. Koyach behind grass. Koyach behind the ladybugs. And koyach behind human beings. Shemehem from these kaiches, from these kaiches, these kaiches are connected to and um, they're connected to their corresponding um, entities down here, and those entities are are directed, influenced, and controlled by the appearance of those kaiches above. Says the Ramchal, everything down here has a koyach above it, the koyach that's lined up with it, and the koyach's appearance and 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 um, its appearance how it functions above directly determines the appearance, the functioning, and the and the uh, and, and the the um, nature, the events that we find surrounding those items down here. They're directly, intimately connected, one to the other. One is connected to the other, like links in a chain. So we're talking about a real, a real, a real connection. Um, everything down here has a kayak above it that determines it. And when we see things happening down here, that means really what we're witnessing is something that's going on with the kayak above. There's a kayak behind all animal, mineral, and vegetable life forms down here. Life and non-life forms. And there are assigned kayaks above, and there is an intimate connection, an inherent connection, that one is connected to the other, like links in a chain. And links in a chain... Really, the, the idea that Ramchal is presenting is obviously not physical links in a chain, but they're metaphysical links in a chain, and, and really, like, a, a chain is one long chain, which is comprised of many, 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 many links, but it's one long chain. It's not a thousand different pieces. It's a crazy way of looking at it. It's one chain. It's one chain that has, that has a thousand parts. Each one affects the other. You shake the topmost link in that chain, and some motion goes down to the bottom. Some motion goes down there to the bottom. After you have the kaiches, which the kaiches represent the entities down here. An entity down here has an entity above, and they're linked to one another. So that's the entity. That's the item itself. In addition to that, Together with every entity, with every 
thing that's in existence, there is an agent that looks after it, an agent that's been assigned to it, and that's the malach. That's what a malach is. So a malach is not linked to items down here, but a malach governs all those items. <coughs> their duty is their job is to govern the affairs of that chain. So there's chains, 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 chains for the elephants, chains for the penguins, chains for the whales, chains for the eucalyptus trees, chains for homing pigeons. Homing pigeons. Yes. And chains for the glaciers in Antarctica. And there's malachim that are there to make sure that those chains get shaken in the right way and to make sure that you don't shake your chain in a way that affects my chain. And make sure that uh, let's shake our chains together. And let's together yank the chains this way or you yank yours that way because I have to yank mine that way, etc. The malachim that are looking, that's what it means to look after the affairs of all these chains. You know, so if you see the whales are, are getting extinct, that means the malach that's in charge of the whales is maybe being subdued or suppressed by other malachim that are in charge of other chains that are threatening the existence of those chains. This is what's happening sort, sort of in, in Shammai. Um, but there's malachim that are there to advocate, preserve and look after the affairs of, of the chains, of the koiches. Of the to, um, and to, um, to uh, when, 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 when something has to happen, an event, has to take place, so they look after the welfare, or they're there to innovate, to introduce, to introduce new events, new occurrences, and that's what the Ma'alachim are doing. So the Koiches are, so it's for us, it's like almost, a, it sounds counterintuitive, what we're calling the Koiches is, 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 are, are the uh, concepts in Ruchnius, which are behind the scenes, just in terms of the basic existence, and what happens to them happens down here, but the Koich behind the Koiches is the Ma'aloch, that's really the vart. The kayach behind the kayaches are the malachim. They're there to advocate, to preserve, maintain the welfare, and to set things into motion. And the kayaches are, are um, on the receiving end of that motion for the malachim. And that finishes this paragraph. There's a lot over here, so we'll stop over here for today. Mirza Hashem will continue tomorrow. And everyone should have a wonderful and blessed today. Every chain has its own.